0: You are now listening to the London International Christian Church podcast. I think Joseph and Kenny did an awesome job with the contribution. Um, Thank you very much, Anthony and Cassidy, for the opportunity um, to share. Um, Let us pray. Uh, Father in heaven, we glorify your name. Father, thank you so much for considering us better than we really are. Thank you for your love that is new every day. Yes. Father, I just pray that you put me aside, Father, and speak to your children. Please. Father, I don't know how to speak, but your spirit speaks better than anyone else. I pray that we hear you speak to our hearts today. Father, please, not just to listen, but to be able to put it into practice. So we can live here transformed men and women of God. Father, we love you. We love your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please turn your Bibles over to Colossians chapter 1. I've simply entitled the lesson, The Kingdom of Lots." You know, it's a new year and a lot of things are already happening. Uh, just this week, North Korea as a nation announced that they've tested the hydrogen bomb, which is quite more sophisticated than the atomic bomb. And the entire world began to panic because now they don't know what they're gonna do with what they've got and so many other things you think of our nations like Syria like Yemen there's so many chaos going on in the world but some people say okay well you gotta be part of one side you see the West there you have the United States you have the England you have other countries together against certain countries like China Iran and all that and people are taking sides Everybody is looking for an identity. Yes. Even nations are looking for other nations to be identified with. Miami. An identity is a very big issue in the world. Yeah. And I believe also in the religious world there's a struggle for identity. Yeah. That is why we, we have what, we, what is called denominationalism. People want to be identified with, oh, I'm a Mormon. Oh, I'm a Pentecostal. Uh, I belong to Islam. I belong to Buddha. Uh, people are looking for identity. Because people find a sense of worth in identity. But I believe that it's not a conflict of nations. Not a conflict of countries. It's not a conflict of religion. It's a conflict between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And I know for a fact that every person, every living soul belongs to someone. It's either you're in the kingdom of light or you're in the kingdom of darkness today we're going to be looking at the book of Colossians because as a church we need to know where we're at and people coming around us we need to help them to see where they're at and um, the book of Colossians was written around 62 AD by the Apostle Paul it was a time whereby there's a lot going on and I kind of take a little bit of it into my own imagination I imagine what it, it looked like during centuries ago when Epaphras, who was the leader of the church in Colosse, made his way from the Lycos Valley in the theology of uh, cities like Colosse, Laodicea and Hierapolis, all the way to meet up with his mentor, who happens to be Paul. It might have taken him about hundreds of miles to meet with Paul who happens to be his mentor, his teacher, his leader, his friend and uh, who taught him back in Ephesus at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. I imagine what it looks like for Epaphras to walk through the door to go in. Perhaps it was deep, perhaps it was oddly lit, perhaps the moisture was bad and he walked through the door and at that moment Paul looked up and said Epaphras is that you?" and as he tried to reach up to him to give him a hug but Paul couldn't why because he was chained he was in prison and I imagine him sitting and Epaphras sitting opposite to him and just looking at each other and he sees Epaphras' eyes well up with tears and as a father to him Asking him, Epaphras, what is wrong? What's happening? And I imagine Epaphras like a son, just filled with grief in his heart and just burst into tears and say, Paul, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to start. Because he's just waiting to share, waiting to pour out. I don't know if you can imagine that kind of detail where you just want to share everything on your heart. You just want to pour out the frustration, the despair, the challenges. And you're just waiting for that disciples. Please just sit down let me unleash what's going on in my life. Yeah. And a purpose. I can imagine him saying this. Just starting to confess about the pressure and the frustration of what is going on in Laodicea from Aeropolis to Colossae. And I imagine him saying this. Paul there's a philosophy that's affected the minds of the people of God the cultures changed people are running in mockery about all kind of diseases thinking that there's a, there's a weaving together of, of, of jewish and pagan and gentile mentalities For people are saying that you can just do whatever you want with your body you can just do whatever you want with your life after all god is so holy and this holy god that is so holy has nothing to do with the flesh it's too holy too pure in fact, some people are saying that you can't talk to God. They're saying you can't be with God, you can't pray to God. Because God is so holy, so awesome. So, what do you have to do? So, they created a number of emanations to get down and so say, This God that is so holy created these emanations from heaven that get down to man. So, they created emanation after emanation. And these emanations have a series of information that you have to break down. Before you get to get close to God, some people are running around beating their body, trying to find holiness in the torture of their own body. Other people are creating laws, saying you have to do this and you have to do that. So people are trying to hold on to the law and still claim to be Christians. It's a chaos. Come on, me? And what blows my mind Paul is this Some people are denying the deity of Christ And if not for Jesus What do we have? And I imagine Paul just Listening seeing a purpose frustration and I imagine him not Just responding to that pressure not responding to the frustration but taking a moment to look at the paraphrase and say you know what give me my quill bring the ink bring the lantern closer I need to write and you know like when the teacher is about to speak when the teacher is about to write you probably have to listen I imagine a paraphrase sitting at the feet of Paul just waiting listening attentively because he knows he's gonna get the answers to the challenges and I hope you're listening to the heart of the word of God today I imagine how Paul begins to write this beautiful book of Colossians where he begins line by line, chapter by chapter, and answered the Colossian heresy, the Gnostic influence, the Jewish and pagan mix of delusion. In chapter 1, he would describe the deity of Jesus, how Jesus can be champion. He is the champion of all times, and nobody can top that. In chapter 2, he would describe that this same Jesus has ratified and brought us into the beautiful relationship with him. We are not bound by the law. In chapter 3, he would explain that if you really belong to God you would really live like you belong to God Amen. and in chapter 4 it will say this learn how to prayerfully watch because the master is coming Amen. but our focus today is going to be in Colossians chapter 1 Come on, bro. I have five few points for you in Colossians chapter 1 I read from verse 3 it says therefore it says we always give thanks the Father, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love, of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope in the message of truth, the gospel that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world just as it is among you since the day you've heard it. And recognize God's grace in the truth. You learn this from Epaphras our much loved fellow slave He is a faithful minister of the Messiah On your behalf And he has told us about your love In the spirit and the church saying. "Amen." Paul says here the first thing he has to say Is We're praying for you And my first point today is You need To recognize the importance Of prayer Paul says from the time we heard you guys became Christians we've never stopped praying for you but why are you praying for them Paul look at verse 9 it says for this reason also since the day we had this we haven't stopped praying for you we're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of all his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let's stop right there. My first part is the importance of prayer. Paul is saying to the Colossian church. He says, from the time we heard about you. From the time Epaphras told us about the heresy going on. About the mumbo-jumbo that is going on in the city. About the society, the culture that jumping up with. Do whatever you want with your life. Do whatever you want with your body. Believe in whatever you want to believe in. We have not stopped praying for you. Prayer is an important way to answer the philosophies of the culture. You know, today when I read about the Colossian heresy, it just simply looks like Europe to me. It's just what it is. It's just nobody's wrong, everybody's right. (laughs) You believe in a stone, yes, you're right. As long as it's good for you. Come on. That is heresy all over. But the Bible helps us to understand here. Prayer is the means by which we deal with the troubles coming our way. Amen. You see, everybody is evangelizing everybody. Yes. Yeah. That is the world. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to tell someone about what they, what you believe in? They want to tell you about what they believe. Yeah, yeah. Just look at the bosses. Look at the advertising. Yeah. Someone's gay. Get over it. Yeah they just want to buy you in and Paul says here prayer is the means by which we access the power of God to make a difference in the earth that we're in prayer is the way we involve heaven in getting busy right down here on earth and Paul taught it was necessary think about this that before he talks about the beauty and the deity of Jesus, before he destroys the Colossian heretics, it starts out by saying, I am praying for you. I have a question for you today. Are you praying? Yes. Come on, you know I mean? <laughs> Because if you are gonna deal with the world that we are in, yes. you need to pray. Yes. Yeah. If you are not praying, let me tell you something: the world is dealing with you. Yes. <laughs> if you are praying you'll be able to deal with the world but the moment you're not praying tell, let me tell you something the world is dealing with you i saw that in my life this week i've had this uh you know i have this awesome brother of mine it's so amazing he's a, an awesome disciple very disciplined, he weighs everything he eats. He's got a very good scale, so he weighs the water, he weighs everything, he weighs the rice, he weighs the chicken, uh, he weighs his quiet time. But what's funny about this brother, I don't think he weighs the flu that he passed on in the house, but he gave me because he gave me this flu, and I've not been able to sleep for about five days. And I yeah. And you know <laughs> And it's quite interesting Because I just found myself struggling in my prayer life Come on, And making excuses Oh yeah it's because I'm sick Oh yeah it's because I'm weak mm. It's because I'm exhausted I'm tired That's why I can't pray hard Come on! But you know what I realized The world was just dealing with me yeah. And when I came back to my senses, I said, I have to flip the channel. i got to deal with the world. And the question for you is, are you dealing with the world? Or is the world dealing with you? That's a great question. Yeah. Come, on. Come on. What is Paul saying in verse 9 here? Why do we need to pray? Look at what he says. It says, we've not stopped praying for you. We're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. You see, church, when we learn to pray for each other, when we have the sensibility to pray for each other, we'll have the ability to do what God wants us to do, how he wants us to do it. He says, I'm praying for you so that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. We need to pray that the church is filled with the knowledge of God's will now notice that Paul has a specific prayer his prayer was specific Paul was not doing a pick and mix kind of prayer where you have all these different types of sweets and you put it in one bag and just chuck it at God like we have 24 requests and we just chuck it, God have everything, just right now Paul was specific in his prayer Paul's request in his prayer helps the church to understand the purpose that God is trying to get them to. You see, our prayer life is to help us to understand the purpose of where God is taking us. As a church, as an individual, as a disciple, our prayer life is to help us to understand the purpose of where God is taking us. Paul's prayer was not just in response to a situation He wasn't just trying to deal with a situation And I look at our society today The way to deal with the heresy and the philosophies of this day and age Is for us to be filled with the knowledge of God With means we're filled with the word We need to love the word of God more than we love our daily bread Look at how he finishes this verse It says Being filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul is saying here, it is, not a, it is not good enough to know where the scripture is in the Bible. The scriptures has to be put in motion. When the word of God is put forth into action, you know what happens? The word of God gives us the power for living. The word of God is the power for understanding how to deal with this world. And when you understand through prayer, how to deal with the world, you know what prayer leads to? It leads you to your purpose. That's our second point. Paul is saying the purpose of being filled with the word of God is so that you can have a, spiritu- a solid spiritual chair to sit on. You know, take a moment and look at the chair you're sitting on. How many legs has he got? Thank you very much. Look at verse 10. <laughs> Come on, bro. It says, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. Paul is saying here, the reason why you have to be filled with the knowledge of God's will is so that you can have four things. So that you can have a worthy walk, you can have worthy ways, you can have worthy work, and you can grow in the knowledge, in your well-being. You can have a fruitful life. And that looks like the four chairs I'm sitting on, the four legs of the chair I'm sitting on. Worthy walk, worthy walk, worthy ways, and a fruitful life. Isn't that awesome? The intent of having your heart in the word of God day by day, having your quiet time and putting the word of God into practice in your life is so that whatever you do, God is pleased. Wherever you go, you are proclaiming the name and the glory of God. And whatever you put your hands to, God has blessings to it. It would not happen if you're duped by the philosophy that comes from this world. Call it out. When you come to church to look at how people dress, you are duped. <laughs> When you come to church and, oh yeah, you know, I'm not going to be in this church anymore because there are no young guys dressing like I do and they don't wear my kind of jacket and they don't wear my kind of jeans and all that. And the last time you came to church, you didn't come with five bags to distribute to people. oh yeah I just want to come to the church how many people have got cars in this church you're duped by the world that's the philosophy of the world where they find their security in materialism where they find their comfort in what they have not who owns them Come on! but you know what's amazing about the London International Christian Church it's a bunch of people that believe in the one who owns them not just what they own they are fired up about God why I'm here that's what motivates me about God that it doesn't matter what I don't have all that matters is who has got me that's God and when God's got you you know what it's awesome because the world cannot enslave you because then the world cannot trap you in their philosophy Look look at this Purpose helps you to understand the power in you. That's our top point. Purpose helps you to understand the power in you. Put your face in the scripture. Look at verse 11. Look at what Paul is saying here. He, he, he prays this prayer. We're, we're after talking about bearing fruit in every good work and going in the knowledge of God. Verse 11 says this. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. For all endurance and patience with joy. Get this. There's what we call the trilogy of the word power. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, it says, May you be strengthened. The Greek word for strengthening is dynamo, which means the ability, the dynamic ability. Now look at this. It says, May you be strengthened with what? with all power. The Greek word there is dynamo, which means holy power, complete, something that is full of power. Now look at this. Where is this taking us to? May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, according to the greatness of his dominion. Come on. You guys don't get this. When I read this, it makes me feel like I want to do a backflip. But I know you guys will laugh at me if I don't make it. You you say guys, get this. God doesn't give you a word that doesn't work. God does not give you a word that does not work. God gives you a word that literally affects yes. everything about your yes. life. Man. It says, may you be strengthened. I just, I, I look at this and I'm like, God is giving me the dynamic ability to withstand whatever is coming my way right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. God is giving you the ability, the dynamic ability to withstand whatever it is that you are going through right now. And I think about it, how can you and I deal with the winds of the world that we live in? It's based on having the word of God laid up in our hearts. When we know God, when we know him according to his word, And understand him and make application and use the word of God that is giving us put into practice and we connect with God and our mind, mind, mind and God, mind flow in the same direction. Guess what happened? God will give me the, the power for living in the present. Come on, Yami. A lot of times we decide we can think, oh yeah, it's when I get to heaven that I'm going to have a good life. No, 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 no. You are going to have a great life on earth. On, this is it. Because you have the power in the now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Yami. But look at how it says it. Mm-hmm. Tell me after. The power terms. The three power terms all married together. It says God will give you what you need—the dynamic ability to withstand what you're dealing with. How God, according to my ability to be God, God is going to give you the ability to go through whatever you're going through, according, not according to your potential according to his ability to be God all by himself and sometimes we think how are you gonna do that God and it's like don't you know Colossians 1.16, because in by him everything was created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. Amen. Don't you understand that I sustain everything by my might. I make everything possible. In Colossians chapter 2 in verse 8, he says this, he says in verse 8, be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty the sea, based on human tra- tradition, based on Elemental forces of the world and not based on Christ. For in Him, look at this the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily, and you have been filled by Him. It says, Don't you know every breath in your lungs belongs to me? Yes. You're asking me, How am I going to do it? And it takes us one step further. It says, I'll make it possible for you that you have a dynamic ability according to my ability to be God all by myself so that you can have the might to hold on what you believe in come on yami wow I'm empowered by his power to be powered <laughs> come, on. come on you see the power of God, there are times when I, I, I look at this and I'm like, there are times when I don't want to deny myself. That's true. Lord. There are times when I don't want to say no to my flesh. There are times when I don't want to reject what is wrong. Yes. Sin carries an aroma that is pleasurable and enticing. There are times when I don't want to say no. Come on, and I need God yes. to help me to do what He wants me to do. Come on. And I'm so grateful that God so happens to have more than enough power to help me in my situation. And when he gives me the ability to say no to fear, to say no to rejection, to say no to impurity, to say no to bitterness and criticality, to love the unlovable, to serve people who talk about me, to still get up and pull my heart out even though that person might go tomorrow and gossip about me. And be able to do that which pleases the Lord. That is not my ability. It's according to his ability to be God. And now I feel the presence of the power of God in me. You remember when you think of things that you don't want to do. When you say I'm powerless. I don't have the ability to resist. I'm telling you something. There is power in you. Come on. Come on, you know how I think about this? When you know what you have. When you know what you have access to, yes. it sure changes the way you think. Yes, you guys don't get me. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this analogy. It's called the elephant analogy. You see, when they want to break an elephant, an elephant that's massive and strong and powerful, when they want to break an elephant from realizing how powerful they are, they start breaking the elephant when it's a baby. So what? They do. They put things on him that he can't break. They put things through the path that he can't go through. They put things in his way that he can't move. So, as the elephant grows, even though it's strong, it's powerful, it grows up all the while, all this while psychologically connected, connecting his strength to the cord. why because it's psychologically dumbed down it's philosophically messed up so although he has the power to break through the cause to break through the strings he can't because his mind is dumbed down to the little thing that's still held by the pity string many of us in this room have elephant like potentials (laughs) but we are held down by the code of the world we have elephant like potential, but here's the good news elephants here's the good news you have power you have the power to break away from the code We have the power to break away from that sin that is telling you, "Oh yeah, you're addicted. You cannot break away." No, you can break away from sin. Yeah. You have the power within you. Oh, yes. We have power for living. We have power when you see what you have. Come on. You know, I believe today is the day for you to make a decision. Yeah. Come on. What power does for you is power changes your perspective. Yeah. That's our first four point. On, because when you know the power that you have that you can say no to impurity you can say no to drug addiction you can say no to bitterness you can say no to self doubt you can say no to low self esteem you can say no to bitterness and criticality whatever because you have the power in you that you've been empowered by God it changes your perspective look at verse 12 it says here giving thanks to the father who has enabled you to share in, this, in the saints inheritance uh-huh. in the light? Basically, what is basically being is what we call a positional perspective, where your position never changes. You see, when you realize what you have in Christ, it sure changes your perspective and puts you in a certain state. Yes. A state of work, a state of thankfulness where you're always giving thanks. Always giving thanks. Morning, afternoon, night, in the middle, early in the morning, in the middle of the night, while you're at work, you're at home, you're always giving thanks because you have something. It's an obligatory act for someone who's has something good done to them. Yes. And giving thanks in a, in in this book of Colossians is basically a tread, because if you look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 7, it still says it, it says being rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. You see, I'm not only giving thanks because God, what God has done, I'm giving thanks because I'm being rooted and I'm a partaker and I understand what God is doing with my life in his word. In chapter 3, he says you're giving thanks because you are part of his kingdom, because you have been brought out of darkness you have been brought to be part of a family where you are living a life that is different from what the world says but watch this in chapter 4 in verse 2 verse 1 and 2 it says this devote yourself to prayer and stay alive with thankfulness be watchful when you're giving thanks what does that say there are times in my life when I don't see the reason to be thankful there are times in my life when the situation happening around me doesn't give me the opportunity to see thankfulness I need to cultivate the spiritual muscle of being thankful I need to look for opportunities to be thankful how grateful are you some of us look at our situation. Maybe you didn't have money, you didn't have this, you didn't have that, and that's what we focus on. But here's what I want you to understand. Look at verse 13 of chapter one. Look at what Paul says. Why should we be thankful? He says, "He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins." You see, positional perspective. He has taken you from one position there and has brought you here. There's a transfer from the lower life and has brought you to the top. When you are dining with King of Glory, when you are walking with God, yes. when you are communing with the Most High, the creator of the universe, when you wake up in the morning and your first dial on your phone is through your Bible to God most high. Your positions change. It's, your perspectives change. You gotta walk like that. Some of you walk into the church like you've been beaten up. No. You gotta change your position the way you look at yourself, the way you look at your circumstance. You have been transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light. What a glory, what an honor. What a privilege that we can be called children of God. This is powerful. You know when I think of this, I think of what I see in great disciples like Michael Hart, all the leaders from the former fellowship who are in our church. And I, I, I see what the Bible talks about, the kingdom. You see, a lot of people think, oh yeah, it's about that church and that church. No, 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 no. It's about the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. It's just two ways. When a church, a movement, step in the kingdom of light, they, the light's gone, and all that's left is darkness. Jesus says in John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. In Matthew... He says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. And that helps them to realize that if you are the light of the world, you've got to be in the kingdom of light. And this is what brings us to our last point. When your perspective changes, you realize something very powerful. That the king of the kingdom makes all things possible. How? Did I learn to pray? Prayer helps me to realize my purpose. My purpose helped me to understand the power that God has put in me. My power helps me to change my perspective. but how do those things, these things come together because the king of the kingdom of light makes all things possible. Amen. You see, the reason why I take joy in being part of the kingdom of life is because you can't stop my king. I don't care about the government, I don't worry about the government. Mm-hmm worry about the weather Come on. I don't worry about the chaos whether someone is building hydrogen bomb or nitrogen bomb I don't worry about that well the world itself is gonna decay anyway that thermodynamic self is to understand it's going from order to disorder so we understand that I'm not worried about these things I'm not worried about my neighborhood I'm not worried about bad people doing bad things that's what they're supposed to do I'm not worried about people rejecting the message it's because they don't know the value but what I'm worried about is this I'm worried about what I need to do I need to move I need to leave in such a way that the king of the kingdom of light will not be ashamed of me that I'm a poor citizen in this kingdom. Come on, and that's what I want to ask you today. You are in the kingdom of light. How are you leaving? Is the king proud of you? Good question. Church, we have work to do. Come on, Look around you, heresies everywhere. Movement has been a movement of light, has become a movement of darkness. Yeah we are the people of the light That's right. Amen. we are the light of the world we are the kingdom of light we need to pray we need to pray Come on. we need to recognize the purpose of prayer yep. let's hone the power of that prayer let's change our perspective I will challenge you change your perspective about who you are what you are and where you are Amen. and last of all Remember that the king of kings is over your life. Amen. And that in the kingdom of lights, the king of the kingdom of lights makes all things possible. And to God be all the glory.